Hey, creator, I'm Ian Corzine, your social media lawyer. And before we get started with today's podcast, which is all about how to research content for your social media posts with Stephen Kiger of Platstack, I want to let you know about my website, iancorzine.com. There you can set up an online consult with me or one of my social media team members for an in-depth analysis of all your social media channels related to copyright, trademark, maybe you have business questions, we're happy to help. You can get that stuff on iancorzine.com. Also, don't forget to go to my legal template store at iancorzine.com. There you can find agreements that you might use in your social media. Uh, It could be a collab agreement. It could be an LLC formation agreement. uh, It could be a shareholders agreement. You need all those kind of documents to be legal uh, in all your social media business dealings. And if you stick around to the end of today's podcast, I'm going to give you a 20% discount with a discount code. And it is, no, I'll do that later on at the end of the podcast. For all that, consults, legal templates, go to iancorzine.com. All right, let's get today's show. Are you ready? It's live from Los Angeles. It's your social media lawyer, Ian Corzine. Welcome to the Social Media Law Podcast. I'm Ian Corzine, your social media lawyer. I am on a crusade to help creators understand the law better. And also, I want to protect your artistic freedom on social media. Today, I'm going to be joined by Stephen Kiger of Platstack. He is a mass, he has so much experience in the tech space as well as the marketing space. We're going to talk about his latest uh, you know, uh, business, which is Platstack, which is an app that helps us content creators do research on the internet, organize our research kind of consolidate our resources uh, and do better. Uh, do a better job for our social media posts. By the way, if any time you want to email me during the podcast, you can reach me at podcast at iancorzine.com. That's podcast at iancorzine.com. Or you're always free to hit me up on Twitter at iancorzine. Today, I am very happy to be joined by Steve Kiger. Steve, welcome to the show. Hey, thanks, Ian. Appreciate hey, thank- it. I'm uh, excited to be here. Well, thank you so much for joining us. I know you're a busy man and we really, really are excited about learning about this new way to do research uh, on social media with Platstack. When we always start our our podcast with a story, I think it's always good to kind of, you know, warm the audience up with some sort of story about you helping someone or a company or or doing something, you know, beneficial for someone, particularly social media creators or, or you know, your clients. Yeah, so uh, my, my background's in graphic design. Um, I started back in high school. I've been doing it for about 20 years. And, you know, I get people all the time asking me, you know, hey, how did you get started? I get high school kids or even college kids that are starting to get out. You know, how did you get these clients? And so, you know, one of my big passions is definitely giving back and, and, and helping educate people on all the things I've learned over the years. And so that could be as simple as, you know, pointing them to the right videos to watch or pointing them to the right books to read in terms of, you know, starting your own agency. I started my own creative agency, you know, right out of college. Wow. Learned a lot of, you know, learned a lot, <laughs> made a lot of mistakes. And, uh, you know, one of the things that part of the reason why we wanted to start Platstack is, is the content uh, education, uh, yeah. curation of knowledge, essentially. So yeah. instead of having, you know, someone email me, I could just send them a link and, and there you go. There's the top five books to read, top five videos to watch, top five websites to follow, top five XYZ. And so it can give you a really good uh, place to save all your knowledge and share it with the world. 
That's really awesome. Uh, it kind of reminds you of this concept, this term we're using a lot now, swipe file. You know, you, uh -huh. here's, my, here's my swipe file. And usually that's a file that's on a cloud that's full of PDFs, maybe some audio files, maybe some video files. But it sounds like your solution is way better. Before we get to it, though, I did want to talk to you about your background. I went through kind of your history, and I just saw a lot of graphic design, a lot of marketing experience and you said you did it right out of college. Uh, how did you know at that time that that's what you wanted to do and you were ready to jump out into the workforce? Yeah, so I, um, I actually got a degree in marketing and finance, um, but I always was really passionate about the creative side. So um, mostly self-taught through high school. I remember going in high school and buying Adobe Photoshop books at Barnes and Noble. This was before YouTube. You know? Oh, you you could buy books in person. Oh yeah, absolutely. Oh, buy a book, you know, that's you know five hundred pages thick, and you go through one page. And now all the kids nowadays have it easy; they can just go to YouTube and type in what they want. But back then, you actually had to buy books to learn how to you know do certain things. And um, and so yeah, so I was just really passionate about creating. And I remember I I did a logo for a friend, and he's like, "Well, how much do I owe you?" And I was like, dude, don't worry about it. He's like, well, I got to pay you something. So that was the first time I ever got paid to actually do something fun and creative. Wow. So, um, so, you know, help friends through, through college and help family members. And um, I, my very first job out of college, I actually worked for a dental, a de a Fortune 500 company in the dental space. Mm -hmm. And I saw a huge need for dental marketing. Um, there wasn't a lot of people doing it. And so I just created a kind of a dental marketing creative agency. I had never worked with the dentist. <laughs> I just totally faked all the logos, faked all the pressures, faked all the websites. I mean, it was, it was a total, total fake job, but I mean, I grew that thing and, and people loved it. And I started to, you know, from there kind of expand out from the dental space and, you know, from there started a couple of companies, learned a lot, lost a lot of money in, in companies. And then eventually uh, got to a place where I, you know, joined forces and created rock source. So it's been a fun journey. Wow. Um, I love the creative side, but I've really gotten more into the data analytics and the qualitative data, mm -hmm. um, which has been really fun and interesting and, and definitely a passion and to learn more about, you know, human psychology and human behavior and what triggers people to buy emotionally and logically. Yeah, that is such an awesome subject. We could talk, we could do a whole other podcast on yeah. that, multiple podcasts. What, sure. You know, you said you had some ups and downs uh, in when you were, you were growing up in the business. What would you say, do you have a, like a one big lesson you always tell younger people like, hey, listen, there's one thing that you yeah. really should know. What is that? Uh, the one thing I always tell people is never burn a bridge, um, you know, especially in the creative space. And if you're an agency, you know, you're going to get really crappy clients and they're going to suck but you just do suck up the job, do the job, make them happy. Um, you know, what I found is some of those really, really crappy people I'd never worked for again, actually gave me the best referrals. Hmm. Those, you know, as much as, as much as that pains to, you know, just do what they want you to do, get it done. You don't want your name. I mean, you can Google my name. You will find no negative reviews about me. I've been doing this for 20 years and that's why wow. it's because I'm going to make, I'm going to make sure you're happy at the end of the day. And I'll probably, yeah, I probably will never work with you again, mm -hmm. but, uh, you know, you're not going to, you're not going to slander my name and, you know, my name is my business yeah. for a long time. And so that's something everyone should take heart of is just don't burn a bridge as much as you want to. Yeah. Um, you know, it's going to hurt you a lot, a lot longer if you do. Yeah. You know, I think sometimes we get caught up in, and we take a lot of, you know, negative or, or a rough manner of other people at personally, you know, like it's some reflection on us. But I, I find that like nine times out of 10, when someone is being direct or rough, a lot of times it's in my interest. And then so, some, when it's not, it's not about me. It's just about what's going on in them internally. So if there's a way for you to separate yourself out, not burn that bridge, keep that, that relationship strong and just deliver on what you said you're going to deliver, a lot of times it makes everything okay. Yeah, absolutely. It, it really is so critical. 
Um, you know, as a designer, you, you really can't take things personally. People are going to yeah. say, stuff, you know, Hey, I really don't like that. It sucks. And Hey, there's nothing wrong with that. I always use this example going back to the general marketing. Yeah. Uh, you know, I, when, I don't do a lot of brand work anymore, but when people talk about color psychology and colors, yeah. um, and in my opinion, I don't really believe a lot of that. And the reason why is, you know, the dentists, for example, some dentists hate the color red because <laughs> yeah. it reminds them of blood. Sure. Get it. it. Totally makes sense. Whereas yeah. other dentists might love the color red because they went to the university of Alabama. Oh. There's no right or wrong answer, right? Okay. It's all very personalized. It's personalized mm -hmm. based on what your likes and, and wants are. Mm -hmm. And so ultimately when you create logos or brands, as much as you can sway them, if they don't like you, there's nothing you can do, right? Okay. And so it really comes down to what you want, what you like. I always say, you know, Facebook, if Facebook was a purple instead of blue, mm -hmm. it'd still be successful, right? right. You're right. It's the experience that you're creating. It's not the color. You know, it's funny, we get caught up sometimes in, in the way we shoot our videos, the way we do our posts, you know, whether or not we have a, you know, a $6,000 camera or a $1,000 camera. A lot of it really comes down to the simple lesson that no one seems to, well, no one, a lot of people don't see. And that is it's, it's content is king, right? I mean, I uh, kind of whatever color, if you're a yellow and, and orange and they're super contrasty, uh, but you deliver an amazing product, uh, we just kind of overlook that, right? Yep, absolutely. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Awesome. All right. Um, so now you're at Rocket Source. That's your that's your main uh, corporation right now. Is that correct? That is correct. Yes. Okay. And then one of the outshoots of that is Platstack. And tell me how what was the origin of Platstack? Yeah. So we we like to create companies or products that we want to to use or pain points that we have. And really, the 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 genesis of Platstack came back to uh, Chrome bookmark overload. You know, overload. You know, if you go to your Chrome browser, you probably have 20, 30, 40 tabs open. And I people, absolutely do. Yeah, everyone does. And you don't want to lose those tabs. You just keep adding to them. Yep. Restore, so wanna, restore, restore. Exactly. Sorry, sorry, and then sorry. all of a sudden, accidentally closes out. And then you're like, oh, crap. I day, don't know what to do. Yeah, day over. So, so really the genesis is like, there's got to be a better solution to just digitally organize all the stuff you have. And it doesn't matter if it's a Google spreadsheet or a Google doc or a video or, you know, shopping on Amazon. Yeah. The problem is, is all these platforms have their own kind of save for later, but you have to go back to those programs to find all about the, all that stuff. Yeah. And so what Plastec does is it allows you to digitally organize all your content, all your research, you know, even as a lawyer, I think you would enjoy this as you're doing research on a new project, right? You can, you, you have all these links you go to, you go to Wikipedia, you find YouTube articles, you find whatever it is or videos. This allows you to save all that knowledge into one stack and not only be able to come back to that stacking with one button, open up 14 or 15 tabs, you can actually share that stack with someone else. Hmm. And so let's say you guys are sharing, you know, you know eventually we're going to have collaboration where you could have four lawyers on the same stack adding content as they find new things. Real so time. Instead having, okay. Yeah, instead of having to email back and forth and add it, you can actually add comments on links. You can say, hey, Ian, go check out, you know, this YouTube video, but look, make sure you watch, you know, uh, video or make sure you watch minute four, sure. right? It's really particular to this case we're working on. Yeah. And so you can add context to your links. So that's one thing that's missing with bookmarks is you might save a bookmark and two weeks later, you're like, why the hell did I save this bookmark? <laughs> All the time. Now you can add context around <laughs> it. Now you can collaborate on the, you know, the content that you're curating and ultimately just get yourself way more organized uh, as you continually do research. I know with lawyers specifically, you guys are always doing research. Oh, and so instead, of having, yeah. Yeah, instead of having to go back to your history and try to find that obscure link you, you, know, you looked at two weeks ago, with one click, you can save it to a stack and you know exactly where it's at. 
and then you can share that if you need to. Dude, you really, you've solved my problems because honestly, it's all those tabs I have open. And then sometimes, you know, you, you, your research takes you one way and then you're like, oh, that would be a great topic for a video, but you still got to go back to the, the original focus. And it would be so neat to be able to have these folders uh, or, or uh, stacks, I guess is, is the way to say it. So I am so down. Now, just let's talk about the mechanics of it. Is it like an add-in for Chrome browser or how does it, how does it yeah, work? Yeah, so it's its own you know, web-based portal, essentially. Um, so we have a Chrome extension. The Chrome extension. extension, what it does, it allows you to simply, based on whatever tabs open, you can actually click the tab and drag it right into a stack. So you don't have to type in URLs, you don't have to copy URLs, you literally just click the tab and drag it into the stack and it's automatically saved. We do a lot of work to make sure we try to find a relevant Im uh, uh, image mm -hmm. related to that. If you know if it's a video, we'll, we'll take a screenshot of it. Mm -hmm. And so it's, it's a very visual based search engine in terms of being able to find all your content. Mm -hmm. um, and so, yeah, so it's, it's, it's mobile, obviously mobile friendly. Oh, it is um, great. We'll eventually have mobile apps where you can actually consume all that content on your mobile phone wow. and save links and all that stuff. Uh, but right now, you know, mostly you can search or you can view all your stuff on mobile device, but most of the organization's still on desktop. Mm -hmm. um, mm -hmm. And so, yeah, it's just a, it's a mobile, it's a web free app that you can download and, you know, play with. Um, it, we're obviously in active beta right now. So if you, if you work, you know, if you open it and create an account and you find a bug, please let us know. Awesome. We know there are bugs. It's a complex problem. Um, and so we're really just actively looking for people to use the program and give us feedback. And so you're saying now it is actually yeah. free. It is, yeah, totally free. Anyone can use it. Anyone can download. Anyone can create it. Um, like I said, we're we're pushing updates weekly right now in terms of new things that are coming up. And I'll tell you what, in three months, it's going to be an amazing program. It's it. We have such an amazing visual vision of where we want to take the program. Yeah. Um, right now, it's you know really focused on organization, where we really want to go. And and I think you'll really appreciate this is being able to share the knowledge uh, that you have between your ears with the world. So, you know, I'm sure you get people asking all the time, you know, hey, I want to start a podcast. You know, what should I start with? This platform allows you to show, hey, this is the microphone you should buy. Here's your, your, your audio you should use. Here's mm. the software you should use. Mm. Here's, you know, if you want to get started, here's four books that you really should read on this. Here's four videos on social media that you should, you know, follow. Wow. And so you can essentially take all that knowledge that you've done over the many years you've done this research and share that with one link. And then what's cool about it is as you add new things, people will be notified of those new things that you've added. Mm -hmm. And so you can always be up to date with, you know, whatever you're finding. Now, what about people who are not uh, registered users? Can they still access the link? They can. Yeah. Okay. So as long as the link is public, so we have, you can have private stacks, obviously, if, if it's something you don't want other people to see, it could be private, you know, Google Docs or financial stuff. You don't want people to see that stuff. So you can make those private. Mm -hmm. But if as long as the link, the stack is public, uh, anyone can find it and you can actually with one link you can share that with anyone you don't have to register for an account and then all those people can actually consume that content as well wow I, I, I see so many applications of this. I mean, especially for collaboration, I could just yeah. see someone saying, Hey, we want to write a book together about joke writing. Right. And exactly. then, and then you just create this stack, uh, that's, that's real time updated. Uh, and then eventually you digest it, uh, into, you know, you synthesize it into something that's, you know, like a book. So yeah. And, that's and again, awesome. Yeah. The big thing is, yeah. Adding context to links, right. As you're in yeah. research mode, you okay. might find some obscure link and you save and you just forget why you saved it. And so this allows you to not only save the link in the right stack in the right section, but it also says, Hey, remember to go back to this section uh, or this part of the link. And so yeah. you can at least remember, you know, what you just looked at, you know, two weeks from now. Yeah. Um, so yeah, we're, we're super excited about it. I don't want to grill you <laughs> on the no, ins and outs just yet, 
but like Please. what happens if a link dies like I've, there's been plenty of times where i've on a text file you know on my mac i'll create a text you know file and i'll just put links and then it, i'll you know three weeks will pass and i'll go back to those links and then one of them's not working i mean do you guys do you guys just save links or do you actually save like a screenshot so to speak of uh what the yeah so we that's a great question. So right now, yeah, it is essentially just a link that we save. And so mm -hmm. if that link dies, it would still stay on that, that stack until you do something with it. We're not going to automatically delete something, mm -hmm. but we do continually crawl the link itself. And that's how we pull relevant uh, data from it. So we pull images. We pull, essentially what we do is we pull, if you were ever to send, like if you use an iPhone, if you send a link, it pulls an image and it pulls content underneath it. That's mm -hmm. what we do. So we scrape the website we pull the right relevant info and then we pull the metadata, which is meta description and meta title. Mm -hmm. And we pull all that data for you. So you don't have to type anything out when you save a link. Mm -hmm. And so that's good. If that updates, that will update as well on the link. And so that, so we do try to keep it up to date as much as possible, mm -hmm. but yeah, there, there eventually there might be something that, you know, link does die. Let's say it's a Google spreadsheet link. Yeah. You know, if you delete that, it's going to go away. What about uh, like, uh, I don't even know what to call it, but digital products. So like, you know, let's say I'm doing research and I find a great research paper, but it's on the web, uh, but I, but it's down, you know, you have to download it into a PDF. Is there the capacity to handle PDFs and images like that? Yeah, so we keep, so currently we are not allowing to host files just because we want to keep our server costs down. Um, so the simplest solution for something like that is you can pull the link from that PDF wherever it's hosted. You can put it on Dropbox. Mm -hmm. You can put it on Google Drive. So there's a lot of platforms you can do to host all those, those, that content and then put it on our, our site. Um, so just, yeah, just, we don't want to host files right now. Just there's yeah. so many other, we don't want to be a Dropbox, right? Yep. Yep. Um, so there's a lot of platforms that are free that you can say, Hey, go post all the stuff on there. And mm -hmm. uh, we see, we seem, it seems to work. Okay. Okay. I mean, uh, and again, I don't want you to divulge your future features and things, but um, what do you see as the future for content research for social media creators? Yeah, I mean, great question. I, yeah. you know, I with with social media in general, and Facebook is Facebook is already doing this, and I think you're going to start seeing this. YouTube starting to do this. Is it's it, everyone's going to start coming down to niche communities, yeah. and so Facebook groups they're pushing those you know TV ads all the time. Yeah. Um, what well, I think people are realizing that as much as it's fun to you know follow your racist uncle. <laughs> you, <laughs> yeah. want, you want people that are, you know, really interested in the niche that you're interested in. So yeah. these niche communities where you can get really, you know, specific about a problem you're solving. Um, that's where social media and my, my, my perspective is going. Mm -hmm. And what's cool about Plastack is we're doing that. So we're, we're creating mm -hmm. niche based communities around content mm -hmm. that you can not only consume the content and curate it, but you can also generate, you know, generate dialogue and community around the content that you're watching and looking at. And so, um, so that's where we're going with that. Yeah. There, I see two, two main issues right now or two main components to this. You know, one of the problems we're facing on social media right now is, and I'm just going to use the term fake news, mm -hmm. you know, and I think a lot of it stems from the fact that like in written word, a lot of times there's footnotes, there's, you, you have the, a bibliography, you have these things that ground what you say, right? Yeah. Whereas in social media, we don't really have that yet. And, and yep. this sounds like a solution because good example, like I recently did a video about the, you know, uh, first amendment on social media and yep. I did a lot of research for it. Well, what would be kind of cool. And I just thought of it as we were talking, it would be one link that I throw in the description section of my YouTube video, which completely has all my source information, right? You my videos, the, the podcasts I listen to, the books I read or portions thereof. And that way, when someone says, Ian, that's a complete bullshit. We, 
excuse me, we, we don't, uh, we don't uh, you know, have uh, the right of free speech on social media, um, I can go, just look at this link and just, maybe I'm wrong, but just check it out. This is where I got this information from. Does that sound like a purpose you, too? You got it, exactly. Okay. It's a way to just combine all that knowledge into one space and it makes it so much easier to share. It makes it so much easier when you're doing the research, yeah. right? Now you have them all there, but you, you hit it right on the head. It yeah. allows you to curate all that knowledge that you just you know, research for a month yeah. to one link. And then it, what's so powerful about the platform is imagine someone's going to do that exact same research as you. Yeah. So, Hey Ian, I just, I noticed you did this huge article on, you know, yeah. one of, you know, whatever it is, obscure yeah. law. Yeah. 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 I imagine is that just how cool just send one link and say, here, here's all the data I found. Oh, and so now that. you're being able to share all that research you did to someone else. Yeah. Yeah. So. And the other thing I love too is that, you know, they kind of have it already, but it's not organized. It's, it's, it's the second thing I was just uh, saying, and that was, you mentioned communities and, you know, they, I was at a, or recently at a social media convention where they talked about when you want to look at the future of social media, look at China. And in China, they're already really segregated in communities. And I was thinking, you know, like I have a YouTube, I'm sorry, I have a Facebook group uh, for social media law creators. Uh, and it would be great to have a link <laughs> for yeah. our group. Uh, so, uh, contributions from all the members, um, you know, rules, uh, whatever we do just has a link. Yeah. And we're finding a lot of, uh, even companies, B2B platform, uh, just onboarding, okay. right? So, um, you know, you're onboarding a new employee. Yeah. I mean, imagine how many links you have to send them from PDFs oh, to W2s to documents yeah. to disclosures. Imagine sending them one link and go, here you go. Click one yeah. button. They open all up for you. They're always up to date for you. So very similar to that is it allows you just mm. one place to house all that information. Mm -hmm. so. Well, one thing, one, one kind of main question I have for you, uh, Steve, is um, when you become a billionaire, can you invite me on a snowboarding trip to Utah? I will please? absolutely <laughs> invite you. But let's not go to Utah. Let's, uh, you know, I want I've never done Alaska. Oh, um, dude. I want to do heli skiing. I've never done that. I've never done that either. So, all right, yes. deal. So I've traveled it. all a very, for the most part, all around, not Europe yet, but, you know, all through British Columbia, all through awesome. America. Uh, we're both, you know, avid snowboarder people. And I got to tell you, I mean, we're top, top five is, is Park City and Utah in general, 13 resorts yep. within a half an hour to an hour of the Salt Lake City uh, airport. And the first day you arrive is free at the Park City resorts. I mean, you cannot beat that. Jeez. I grew up 20 minutes from Snowbird and Alta, so I was, oh. very, I was very lucky to learn at a very young age, and I, I'm now just barely starting to take my daughter, Yeah. Um, so she started ski lessons this year, and it's, it's oh. pretty awesome to, to watch her start to get it, so yeah. super exciting. All the kids in my family start at four and then they begin with skiing, of course, and yep. then they progress on to snowboarding. So yeah, I just, I love, it's such a great family sport. So anyway, yep. we probably could do a whole podcast on snowboarding, but Steve, thanks so much for taking your time today uh, and explaining this. I am really legitimately excited. I am going to get on Platstack right away and jump on the beta program because like I said, I'm looking at, as I, I'm looking at you right now, I see a million tabs open. Uh, and I just do that because I've researched my next video on copyright. And so now I'm hoping that, that I can just use your platform. Uh, and I got to tell you, when you guys host files, it, it's, it's going yeah. to completely yeah. change the game. I mean, I don't know what, I mean, this is going to be amazing. So yeah. So yeah, just for your members or your, your listeners, just yeah. Yeah, it's, why we call it PlatStack is a platform to stack your links. Uh, so it's just yeah. platstack.com. And uh, we are we are open to any feedback that you have. Please please use it. Please beat it up and break it if you can. Um, and we're we're open to all that. And we're excited.
Steve, thanks so much for coming on the show today and sharing with us. We are going to use your product and we're going to be avid supporters. So I'm really excited about that. Thanks so much, Ian. Appreciate it. All right. Well, all you social media creators out there, hope you got some value of today's talk. By the way, as a reminder, go to iancorzine.com to get any answers to all your social media law questions. And please remember to subscribe to the Social Media Law Podcast with Ian Corzine. And if you could rate the podcast on Apple Music, that would really help us skyrocket up the charts. All right, that's enough for today. Oh, there's one last thing, and that is the discount code for the Legal Template Store. That's Ian Big 20. That's Ian Big 20. All right, I'm Ian Corzine, your social media lawyer, and I'll see you next week.